Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. Welcome to the Forever Forest podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Ryan Freebury, otherwise known as Freebs, or uh, by many names, the, the bringer of salt. Uh, no, that sounds like it's a really negative online thing, doesn't it? Uh, the, the bringer of vinegars, many vinegars. Uh, I'm here with Kieran and Holly. Kieran, if you were the bringer of anything, what would you be bringing? Mm, P45s. Oh, and Holly, what do, you, what do you bring to the party? Apart from the mute, oh no, she's off mute. I'm actually due my P45, so that's kind of uh, in tune with what's going on in my life right now. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to this absolute <laughs> thunderfuck of a start. Uh, right, so what I decided to do is obviously Forrest recently uh, played at home to Bournemouth 2 0 up, all going well. Uh, and then, well, I mean, some people are acting surprised, but I've watched Forrest since 1991 <laughs> or over in 1990, so it's not really a shock to me. Um, but you know when it allows you to think things are all different. So what I decided to do is because because uh, social media, as it always is, is split. Pragmatism is often a hard uh, cave to find a place to dwell in. We decided to do this as a pod of two halves. So we're going to start the pod um, all over again in a second. I'll start it with a theme tune and everything. And we are going to go with a really negative outlook on the starts of the season, the signings, everything like that, just to soothe those and tickle those little belly buttons of those people who are the negative Nellies. I doubt they're listening to us anyway, but let's just give it a bit of that and say how it feels. Then we'll stop and we'll restart the podcast and we'll be uber positive. And somewhere between the two, you may find out what we really think about things, but also we're not going to tell you. Uh, we also might, um, you know, soothe the other side of the fence. So uh, don't ever say we don't care about what people think or what they ask for. But anyway, three, two, one. Here's a start of the Forever Forest negative podcast. Welcome to the Bloody Forever Forest podcast. So, welcome to the uh, Forever Forest podcast. My name's Freebs, not that anyone really gives a shit. Uh, anything about it anyway with me are two people who are as pissed off as me uh starting first with all the way from london that's a shit place to live holly how you doing miserable mate miserable yeah not feeling it uh forest didn't cheer you up on the weekend did they f oh we nearly got an f-bomb from the holster uh also with me uh wearing uh black and a lot of crepe paper around his room and probably black nail varnish as well it's Kieran Mother Flipping Curtis. How are you feeling, Kieran? I'm there. You're here. Yeah. Even dog's not here this yeah, week. Yeah. Nah, he bit his tongue today. It's all been bad. Did he? How do you do that if you're a dog? Did he not? How, how did yeah, that happen? Yeah, I'll be honest, mate. It's the first time I've seen it happen. He, he, was, he barked at a dog in the park, and then next thing we know, his uh, mouth was bleeding. Uh, does, that, does that mean in dog world that Bo, Bowie's got like a lisp or something, or a big tongue? He might well do tonight. I see. I'd rather talk about this in the shit house that we saw on Saturday. So, uh, for those of you who wait till our podcast to find out how Forrest got on, that'd be a really weird way to look at life. Uh, Forrest were two 0 up half time, looking all right, I guess. And um, by the time I'd come back from dropping my daughter off back at a mum's, uh, they'd absolutely thrown it away. Uh, so I'll start with the Lord Darkness, uh, Kieran. Um, give me a, a, a summing up 
of uh, what it was like to be at the city ground or watching Forest on uh, on Saturday? Not worth my time. Uh, <laughs> Got two minutes. I, yeah, I was um, I, I was working over the weekend, but as the fates would have it, we had a break in the day um, during the match, and someone managed to get a stream. A very oh. yeah, yeah, one one of those. Um, I'll be honest. I thought two 0 flattered us at half time. Didn't see anything you enjoyed from it. No, you thought what? You think it was, should have been level at half time? I think we ghosted a goal at a corner where Koyati was just left on his own. Good header though, was it? it was on target. Let's give him that. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, um, I think the penalty. Watching it back, I was watching it and actually it was a United fan that was with us and he was apoplectic about the state of VAR. Um, didn't think it was a penalty and was gobsmacked when Michael Oliver was given the chance to review it and still awarded the penalty. Right. But realistically, but for that penalty, we didn't look like getting a second. 2-0 definitely flattered us at the break. Yeah. So then had, it, it, it was the same as same as uh, the Spurs game where you know we had nice spells of possession, but we just weren't necessarily doing anything with it. So we come out second half. I'll flip over to Holly. Um, two nil up against probably the side we the one side we should beat at home this year. I'd say, you know, not even the top side that come up with us last year. Uh, how'd that go? Well, I agree with Kieran. I think that first half. We weren't that good, really, to be honest with you. Um, there was some nice, neat play, you know, little spells, but nothing. There was no urgency. There was none of that real quick kind of um, decisive kind of passing going on. It was all a little bit meh. Um, get the goals. Fantastic. I thought Brennan took his, his penalty really well after that ridiculous four minutes that we had to wait. Um yeah. And also seeing as every goal pretty much in the last however many matches have been uh, saved at that end. So delighted that we went 2-0 up. And it just felt right. Let's just, you know, let's just go for the jugular. Let's get two more. Let's just see it out in style. And then what the hell happened there? I mean, it was just... You feel calm at halftime, Holly? Were you yeah, like... Yeah, I did. I felt really arrogant. calm. I thought... No, I just thought we're getting the job done nicely here. Uh, we can push on. We can mix it up a little bit um, and sort of cruise into. I was hoping we would. I really thought, yeah, let's just have a convincing win here. We'll win and we'll convincingly win. Take us into the next two games that are going to be really tough on a high. And it just completely turned on its head. It was the complete and utter opposite. And um, I couldn't quite believe what was unfolding in front of my eyes. I mean, when I can't quite remember the guy that scored, but when he pinged that absolute world in, it was like, okay, fair play, fair play. Now, heads up, let's crack on with this. We cannot lose it now. And it was just minute after minute, it's the screw was turned. And it was just, I couldn't, honestly, I was just, I've never, I was trying to think of the last time I came away from a match feeling that deflated. I mean, it's after Lord Mayor's show, but even at 2-2, I was pissed off that we were going to draw that. Yeah. It's like, Thanks. considering how well we played against Spurs, not taking anything away from Bournemouth, but this is... This is the Premier League. You've got to win those games. It's completely unacceptable that we threw that away. Regardless mm. of how it happened, it's completely unacceptable if we want to stay up in this league. So all that said, Kieran, and feel the right to reply if you don't agree with Holly, but I think you probably do. Um, 
so thrown that away. But that second half, substitutions and stuff, what the hell was going on there? Well, you, you're getting ahead of yourself, mate. Let, let's start with the starting lineup. Oh, I like this. Yeah, go on. I, I, Where's the strikers gone, by the way? There's so... There are so few games in this season on paper. And yeah, all right, whatever about football played on grass. We genuinely do need to look at the fixture list and pick out some key games. Bournemouth at home is the rare uh, inclusion in a list of games. I think we should be expecting to win. Mm. Uh, we should that we should be taking something from that game. They're in a state off the pitch. Mm. They're not, they're, they haven't got the unity. There was a role reversal. They they bound together and we fell apart. Uh, Coops, he, uh, I, I don't want to dwell on having a pop at him because I really do want him around. Um, he's been great for the club. I hope there has been some retrospective thinking on his part that goes, yeah, Lewis O'Brien was needed in that team today. Mm-hmm. It could have been. Is it knock or something? We don't always know this. Okay. We? Well, even if it's if it's a knock, and I know he likes to play his cards close to his chest. That Yates and Koyati, it's not dynamic, is it? And if you're going to play three up top with one player who's essentially a false nine, how deep are you expecting Lingard and uh, Morgan Gibbs White to drop to start a move? Well, I saw something today that says someone thinks it's quite arrogant for a promoted side to come up and not play a striker. I think it is. I, I mentioned this to you guys in our chat earlier today. Saw Wolves taking Diego Costa on trial. That's what we need. Who hasn't played since January, by all accounts. I'm okay, fair enough. Like, but do you know what I mean? Player of that ilk. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying the, not necessarily the man, but we've, we've now, we, with the context of this match, when you now look back at Everton, we threw it away. Oh, yeah. Newcastle, we didn't turn up. Um, Man City, well, I'm still not having as, oh, it was Man City because we didn't turn up. Well, well, do you know what? The only thing I can say about City is Arsenal went there and lost 5-0 last year. Yeah. Right? No no one's going to get an easy time there. But that is mental that in a game, in a week where we've lost a game 6-0, that's the one that I'm not as bothered about. That should really tell you about the levels. West Ham, I think we were really lucky. Well, yeah, that was, um Yeah. Maybe I just, we... I just think we need to see a performance. I think Dan said that in our chat, wasn't it? I don't think you mind me saying that. Is that we still haven't seen? And I said this on the radio earlier on. If we went to Leeds and lost one nil, but I saw fifty-eight shots on goal, absolute Brazilian nineteen seventy style football, unity gelling. I think I feel a lot better. I think I it's can... because I'm still not seeing that you can make all those toys work together. Yeah, I think the City game when you watch a team like City gel and mesh and. They're constantly moving and it's the man without the ball that creates the opportunities. Um, obviously, they've got, you know, some fantastic ball players in there, but they we were stretched because all of them are in the game for every minute of it. Yeah. We're not. We, no. we, have, a, we have a handful of players engaged and other guys that really need to realise that this is a different level. It's a very different level. I can't. It, this is the first weekend where I've unplugged from football as a result. I, I saw the result. I didn't watch match of the day. I certainly didn't watch match of the day too. Didn't care about the results on Sunday. I wasn't watching Leicester going. Oh, I hope they stay beneath us. If they if they got something that had brought them to within one point of us, we 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 deserve everything that we got this weekend. Brought it on ourselves. You know, I felt the same on Sunday. 
Sunday I was having some grub before Natalie went back and it was kind of uh, some Brighton fans gathering in the local pub, uh, probably to, sh- you know, cover their skin in plastic. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, the barman says, well, I hope you win today. And I thought, I don't know, they're playing. When I saw it was Leicester, I was like, shitting out. We shouldn't be looking at Leicester getting within a point. We should look at being seven. You know, I was looking at where I had the arrogance at 2-0 up to ask my housemate, where's that put us in the league at the minute? Not because I think I want us to get away from that bottom bit, right? That's what it's about. It's not because I think we're making Europe, whatever it is. But I had the arrogance at Toon Hill to say that, like, as in where it is. Because I thought, you know, I agree with you, Holly, in a way. It wasn't stupendous, but I think we looked the better side for me just in that first half. So second half's a funny one for me because I didn't see it because I was taking Clem back. So I see it as 2-2 when I'm in the car. And then when I go from leaving the car park to walk to drop her to a mum, I look at my phone on the way back and it's 3-2. And I just, I thought, I don't want to see the goals. I don't want to, and it sounds so stupid because I sat through 6-0. Well, I didn't actually, again, I had to go and want that City one. But it's just like, I feel like I'm a baby for not wanting it. But it's like, I think it was just to piss me off that I knew how important that is. Because now we've got to go and do like Arsenal at home or Liverpool at home, haven't we? And, you know, overall, it's not it's not great. I mean, Holly, do you do you sort of see how much of this is at Cooper's door? Because he's come out and said, you know, it's on him. And, you know, I keep reminding people it's his first season in the Premier League and whatever. And whether that's great team sort of squad management or whatever it is, and he's coming out going, well, this is on me. Um, you know, it doesn't take a lot. Again, sub, sub part of this question. When we went on a run last year and went up, that was due to success breeding success. On the opposite of success, defeat soon breeds the opposite, right? So how much of this is on Cooper to have a big change around or try and stick with a squad? Is it about unity? What, what's got to happen in this next game to make you have a bit more belief in your belly as a Forest fan? I think it's just about getting those players understanding what their jobs are, getting it out there on the pitch and having a bit more confidence. Um, there's this whole battle, isn't there, between, you know, the old school championship players has got us back up and all of these new um, expensive players that we've brought in to try and make us sustainable in the Premier League and get get getting that balance um, and that is on Cooper's head getting those players to gel I mean is it though is it what, are they all his players did he demand all those players that's what I'd ask well I think he should demand more I mean but it's like Taiwo do we know what his role is really you know, was he brought in as a successor or a, um, you know, a sub to Keenan Davis, essentially? But I would say from what I've seen so far, Keenan Davis would have been a better option or given, you know, he's more injury prone. But what is he actually doing? I mean, how are we playing him? What is his purpose? I'd um, argue he's not being played how he, how the goals, you know, everyone's got a YouTube show reel, haven't they? But he was very British on Belonga-ish, balling along the, yeah. the side of him. But he can't score when he's on the bench. Exactly. Well, true. So again, yes, you know, he needs a run of games and he did play well against West Ham. But you've got to come off the bench and you've got to play in the way that you're, you know, the manager set you up to play. He's brought you to play in a certain way. What is that? Is it to hold the ball up? Is it to ping, you know, hoof the ball over to him and just hope for the best? Is he bringing players in? I didn't just didn't really see any of that when he came on on Saturday. Um but I think we were always at a disadvantage coming up, weren't we? Because we came up with lone players. We didn't come up with any real quality Premier League players, but you wouldn't have had them unless you'd already been down. So it's that kind of chicken and egg scenario. And I think we were always on the back foot. So we're always going to have a whole entire different team. They've all got to gel and it's got to be so quick. It's got to be so instantaneous in this league. It's absolutely brutal. And 
I, I do think the book lands with or stops with with Cooper. Because um, at the end of the day, he's got to he's got to organise his players and he's got to get them playing in the way that is going to pick up points. And especially at home. I mean, the fact that we lost at home against Bournemouth, no disrespect to Bournemouth. I just think there is a big task at hand now. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom as we'll come on to, but well, we might. it is. You know, it, it's, of course it's doable. It's still early days, but you know, it, it, it's not, if this was in the championship, of course it wouldn't matter so much, but this is the Premier League, you know, it's really, really tough. And these are the games that we need to be winning. So, well, you, you were at the game, were you, Hull? I was, yeah. So there's a, there's, I'm going to read out some of the things before I come back to you, Kieran. What, uh, we asked some of the fans, um, the Forest fans, I'm say they're our fans, uh, what they thought about how they felt post-Bournemouth. And we've got um, Ian Olsop. Uh, the lads need time to gel, I agree. We need some pace at the back, yes, but we haven't conceded chances to pace. We've, we've done that with failing to track runners or close down the fundamentals and basics only head scratcher for me is leaving a champions uh, champions league skipper on the bench for Colback. um craig uh, green um green yc oh it's green wow that's one of those you know who you are at green yc 77 as i said before strange game strange feeling no gusto from the fans atmosphere felt flat reeked of championship game from the start the wonderful david jones i'll always be eternally grateful to for helping them to get to wembley uh felt so flat coming out of the ground as we'd lost the easiest game of the season he's put in um in quotations we would have been uh we would have been so set up well with seven points from six however i'm determined to enjoy being premier league as we all said we would keep believing uh simon crosby si underscore crosby also there will be other games where where we will play badly and we won't understand it as long as games where we play teams off the pitch as long as games where we play teams off the pitch sorry migraine kicking in the season really starts once the world cup is over and we've had that bonus pre-season it gives us we just need to stay in touch till then uh carl booth you've got an incredible name mate carl boo 684 it's still early days players to come back still too early to panic after villa let's see how we are then and then finally simon crosby again it's not even breakfast time in the premier league day let's just calm down these moaning about the champ players on the bench it's too early to throw the new ones on the pitch yet if we had and we'd lost we'd have moaned about throwing them on before and they were before they were ready uh kieran where do you stand on all of that versus the old players versus the new players versus the and i'll come back to you holly and ask about the atmosphere as well because by all accounts it was flat as a witch's tit over to you kieran yeah i i will always trust the selection cooper puts out until i see how it's going and then i'll judge him on how he reacts and the changes that, that he puts in but as i said i i i from the minute I mean, before this game even started, there was all the tin pot stuff about teams being leaked. Um, and then we we see it and I think fears were somewhat confirmed. It was a strange selection. It didn't seem like a selection full of dynamism. And that when, when we don't have Lewis O'Brien playing, I just don't see who connects the back to the front. Yeah. And the minute he wasn't on that pitch... You know, we don't have a um, a Ghana. We haven't had the benefit of seeing um, Froehler really no, get minutes get minutes yet to say he's the answer. But Koyati and Yates, isn't it? That was what. What were we? I don't. Yeah, I think it was a bit arrogant. Did we think that Lodi and um, Nico were just gonna get so high that essentially? we were operating with a back five 
with the two midfielders being key to that and the wing backs and a luxury front three were were going to carry us through that game. That's the only thing I can think. But that's such a strange strategy anyway, because you need the back to link to the front. You can't play as two separate units entirely. Well, and... honestly, are we? We're not going to pull because do you know what you you must think it's Kieran and maybe you Holly as well. Where I've gone, well, City didn't have a striker, and then I've had to slap myself around the face and gone, that's Man City. Yeah, we've got Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and, that's, and that's what I mean. Like they they have someone who. You know, at any point, they could be sat deep, but you know they've got someone that can unpick that lock. I'm mm. looking at Everton with James Garner, and I'm heartbroken. I'm annoyed at United. Like, they've... Yeah. Um, like, their, their indecision over his future has... Right, I'm not... It doesn't underpin the whole season, but it's a roadblock we had to overcome. We set our stall out early, and I'm not going to fault the club for doing that. Because I think I said the same thing at the end of last year. If we can't get him for preseason, move on. We have to plan without him and then see what happens. He's now an Everton. He's actually left Man United and he now belongs to Everton. That got me a bit. Although, let's say he's not proven at that level. If I'm clutching at any straws, maybe that's for the second half of the pod. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with he's you. A, sorry. He's, a, he's a Birkenhead lad, to be fair. Once a team, you know, once Everton were in, it all made sense. Yeah. It's a bit like uh, um, Jed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm not, I'm not angry at the club about that, like a situation they couldn't control. But what I am perplexed about is that the one strongest option we have in lieu of having a James Garner, we didn't involve in a game that was crying out for him. Mm. Like that was a game to attack. That was a game to control the midfield. Um, yeah, the sooner O'Brien's restored and Mangala's back, the oh, better. Yeah. I really want to see Freuler get on the pitch because, again, at this point, these players that we've bought, we can have our doubts, but that's only based on the fact that they're not getting the minutes. Um, Dennis, we, we mentioned Dennis. Yeah, again, he, he's had spells in every appearance where I'm like, okay, he's got a he's got a bit of potential. There's something that could be worked with there. But then, has he played the same role twice? Has he... Um, you know, what what's what system have you seen so far that you're like that's identifiable and is one that you'd stick with? Sam Sorridge. Do you know what? If we're gonna be living off scraps, he's arguably the best finisher that I've seen on the pitch so far this season. Yeah, completely agree. Holly, um, while I mentioned it before, because so we're gonna come to the other half of the pod in a minute. Um I, I wasn't there and I never knock anyone who was there and I wasn't because um you know, I very rarely get to make it. In fact, my, my dad is going to see us in the Premier League for I do because he's uh, going to the Fulham game uh, and I'm travelling up that night to see him with my daughter. But um, what I was going to say is, I, Twitter's pissing me off in lots of ways. You're getting people going, oh, they shouldn't be at the game and this and that and whatever. And we are going to attract a lot of the uh, new attention. You know, as Dan always says about, you know, when you're popular, that's what happens. Um, and I've never been a big one, excuse me, about having a divine right you know, to be there, whatever you do. However, um, have we seen a bit of fickle Forest fans already? I mean, from what I can see online and, you know, everyone I've spoken to, I trust with it. Lisa said the same, I think, as well. Um, the atmosphere was just absolutely dog shit, really. Um, what, what's gone on there? Is it because it's Bournemouth and we're expecting it there as well? Or um, not calling out our fans if you were there shouting, I'm not having a go at you, don't punch me in a pub. Holly? I, I was disappointed, considering how loud we were against West Ham and Spurs. Um, 
I mean, where I uh, stand is just at the start of B block. So it sort of filters round from Lower Bridgeford to A block to us. And there's a few times where I thought, well, you know, when we were down to 2 2, not down, we were level at 2 2. I call That's it, how it feels, it felt like it. it, it did, yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely did. It was like we, we were down, it, it, we were it, out. It, at 2-2, we were losing a game 2-2. Felt like Sheffield United Absolutely. in the playoff in a way, didn't it? That thing of going, yeah. when you're going, oh shit, there's only one result coming here. But unlike Definitely. that game where we all rallied behind it and we got it, it felt different, did it, Hall? It did. It just felt like it just didn't carry. You know, there was people trying to start stuff like Forest and Magic and normally that would just, you know, you, there was points against Spurs where I saw the entire ground sort of, well, bar the odd bit on Brian Clough, stood up chanting and it, it lasted for about a minute. You know, it really, really felt like something very, very unique when we do that. And everybody's spoken about that in the media, haven't they? That this fortress, this, you know, really, really hostile place to come to. And it really didn't feel like that on Saturday. I was really disappointed. Um, and I don't know why that was, because it was a, a, we ever needed it. It was that second half. And we tried, but it just didn't carry for some reason. And yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, I mean, there were a few there were a few people around me that a few new people around me. I mean, I'm not one to sit, I think nobody has a God-given right to be at a game more than anybody else. I think it's great that we're absolutely selling out the stadium. Of course, we're in the finally in the Premier League again, but I know people have said it a few times at away games as well. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why it may be, um, but we really, really needed it, and we need to look at that because this is going to happen time and time again throughout this season. We are really going to have to be that twelfth man more than anything. It's an absolute jewel in our crown, and mm. you know we need to step up in that, and we need to support in the ground more than anywhere else. Yes, yeah, Kieran, they booed him off, right? And are yeah. you going to say that's right to do at that point, or is that like, is it the disappointment? So we should, that was three points thrown away, or no? Nah, get, get, I'm not like getting into that. Get in the bin. Get in the bin with that kind of behaviour. Um, it throws back to the darkest chapters in the club's history, which I'm, you know, guilty of. But you uh, say you remember, <laughs> no, Do you remember? Do you remember when? Well, obviously we do. The pain of Yeovil, yeah, uh, in the playoffs, and people started chanting for Psycho at the end of the game. Mm. Um, Want yeah. the right, want right thing to do was it? But football is emotional. We're we're all heavily, heavily invested. That's the point. You know, some people it's been years. Some people this could be their first season. Some people have got decades under their belt of watching Forest, and it's emotional. It comes out, and I can understand that. But you know, there. What what's productive? What what's a productive response? Is is what I'd say, and. The lad, if if you don't want Steve Cooper to go anywhere, which I hope is pretty much all of us, doing that isn't going to help because we've got a board that we know pretty well. Um, their reputation precedes them. If they think the PR is right and they'll get away with something, then okay, they'll, probably, well. they'll probably do it. So uh, I think it would be wiser to you know go decompress once you're in the pub and at home and booing this early in a season is just a bit it's it's naive makes that's that's arrogant behavior as well i got Not it under Hewton though mate because you could have gone fuck this is really yeah but we've bad. been in the championship for 10 years yeah we've been in the championship for a decade and we've been established At this point time. we we do have to give them the benefit of 23 years it's a lot to try and um mm. click overnight and the Maranakis regime, that is clearly what they're doing. They've gone up and gone, we're a European Cup winning side. We're in the top division. We're going to behave accordingly and we're going to sign a squad that's worthy of that. 
great. Love it. Right behind it. Mm. But at the same time, they're very impatient. There's shades of the, oh, we'll just keep buying in players until it does eventually work. Well, we haven't got that luxury this year because it's not, it's not a basis of, oh, do we have enough to stay up? Yeah, we definitely do. No, we don't know. This is a grand experiment. It's a grand experiment. Mm. The only thing that the fans can do is support the lads. And um, as understandable as the disappointment is, it's palpable, still taste it. You've got to just let go of it. And I, I know that the guys who are going away to Leeds will raise it in that stadium. There's no way they're going to let themselves be drowned out um, by that set of fans. But make it about the lads as well. Make them feel it. Well, support them. Yeah, like, remember when we lost to Liverpool in the FA Cup when we went out all they cheered was Nottingham Nottingham and it was all like and I know it, it must get tiring to do that all the time if you've had to watch turnarounds like that and Dross losing at home like that but uh, these are the these are the times these are the games where we need it more than ever to keep that pep up in a way you know no, the, the fans the fans that went to City fair play to them they did sing their hearts out I was down the other end of the ground watching them I, I left the game and yeah City's terrible it's a terrible atmosphere I, there was a bit of a chant at one point about um what was it like three nil to the empty seats i'll be honest guys there weren't empty seats like that stadium was pretty full they're mm. just quiet they're just not really there's a different type of football fan at this point they they do have a an element of a tourist fan base and it was a, and it was a TV. yeah and it was amazing to see us have the opposite which was community club I've probably worked overtime to afford my ticket and my travel for the night. Um, mm. And I'm going to enjoy this no matter how it goes. That's amazing. It, it, it's And I'm not, maybe it was just fatigue from that game. And then people who'd watched it from afar went in feeling a little flat. And like I say, 2-0 flat had us at half time. So the minute the first goal went in, we just reverted to type and did that typical Forest thing going, we know what's coming here. Yeah, and I, well, it doesn't. I think to end to end the Marley negative bit that we're going to do, we're going to take a break and come back. To the other is so off the back of the Bournemouth thing, and whilst we're still on our negative Nelly ways, what's going to happen when we play Leeds away, Holly? Um, well, I will ask the you million, in the second that, half of the podcast. That is the million dollar question. I mean, if I've got my negative hat on, then it's. Um... You know, they've just come off a, a beating by Brentford, haven't they? Um, so they're going to want to, you know... They'll be without the manager. They'll be without their manager as well. He got red-carded. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Well, then that, that puts an, an extra element into it, I suppose. But Leeds at oh, home... Bournemouth I mean, didn't even have a manager. <laughs> true. 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 Go on, Holly. So what score are we going to lose by at Leeds? Uh, yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to suffer... Um, uh, what's his name's cardigan? Um I think, I mean, God, I would absolutely bite your hand off for a draw right now, to be honest with you. But I think it's just going to be another really, really tough game. I mean, they the Leeds have started well. Ellen Road is a really difficult place to go to. I love how Holly um, is not able to really be that negative, horrible person. It just doesn't really work with her. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think we're going to get another beating. I don't. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Well, do you know what? Save yours until the other one then, because I'll ask you in the second one. I'm going to say something more positive. Kieran, do you want to do your prediction in this half or the second half? I'll do it in the second half and I'll tell you for why. Because while we're locked into this sense of catharsis and getting these feelings out and done with so we can all move on, I don't see the point in predicting that game. It's not on me. 
Right. Like, players, go prove something to me. Give me a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Um, so that's the end of the podcast. Uh, well, the first half of it anyway. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, fuck's sake, sort it out, Reds. So that was part one of the podcast. Now I'm going to brief update with the fancy football and the competition. So <laughs> no one predicted Forrest would lose 3-2 at home to Bournemouth. So the competition rolls on again. It rolls on to Leeds away, which will be on the Monday. Um, so again, we need you uh, to win the wonderful bottle opener which is really a nice thing. We'll share it again uh, on the socials. We need you to tell us what score you think it will be at Allen Road. And if it's a tie, we're going to go on the attendance. Now, you have to do a bit of homework. I think Allen Road holds about 40,000, something like that, top end of 30s. Um, but yeah, look into that and put that underneath as well. But we'll do a specific uh, tweet when we need you to put that underneath or under the pod if you've listened to it and think, I'm going to do that now. Uh, regarding the Forever Forest Fantasy League as well, I must say I've had a fucking resurgence. I'm still nowhere near the tops. I started so badly. But thanks to Ivan Tony being drafted in for me and getting me 17 points, Um I've had quite a good couple of weeks, but I think I'm top of us only just, but I'm nowhere near these guys. So uh, in fifth is Harvester United, Richard Kerry on 399, FC Skint, uh, Alex Mellows. You've gone down to fourth on 402. Forest Fire from Greg Oram, you're on 403. So it's all very tight. Uh, back in the big time, I think it is Mark Jempson, 411, but Matt Wheeler. Wheeler's world is up to 413, holding on to the top. Actually, do you know, uh, I'll try to see where else we are. I think I'm around 60 something. Yeah, I'm 69. Way. Uh, did you just try and say that you were ahead of us, mate? No chance. Holly's flying, though. I thought Holly, it was. I couldn't see Holly. Where are you, Holly? Do you know Holly's... what? I've not checked it today. So... Oh, no, Kieran, you're 49. Sorry. Yeah, and, and Holly's 39. Motherfucker. So where's Lee? Well, He's just below me. Okay, so I overtook one of you. <laughs> yeah, Holly, great shout. You captained Harland and you had Tony in your team. Yeah. Tony as well. Good shout. Inspired. Where is. Uh... Nico Williams somehow picked you up four points. I know. I can't believe that. All I'm saying is Natalie Harris has dropped to 19th, which is always nice to. Uh, see as well. Uh, okay, so it's nearly it's time for the second half of the uh, podcast, uh, and it's going to be a slightly different vibe. I thought we'd leave you on this one as well. So, roll the theme tune. Everything's going to be okay. Welcome to the Forever Forest podcast, everyone. Welcome to the Forever Forest podcast. Uh, I'm Freebs, and with me I've got Kieran and Holly. And yes, you know, it's a defeat. It's a Premier League, but it is a Premier League. Remember that, guys. It's a Premier League. And our former host is, you know, he's been stadium announcing, and it's, it's all going on, you know? So uh, not to be completely like I'm uh, eating too much party cake and God knows what. No, party cake drives you the other way, doesn't it? Anyway, whatever. Uh, sorry, I'm just giddy with life. Uh, it's Holly Royal and Kieran Curtis. Hey, Holly, how are you after the weekend? Fantastic, Ryan. It's September, it's nearly autumn, and Strictly's on the way, and all great stuff like that. Yeah, it is. And Kieran, how are you, mate? Um, how's things? I'm good, mate. I had a day off work today, hit the driving oh. range. Wow. Um, yeah. I like that. Um, so, obviously, it wasn't the result we wanted on the weekend. Um, you know, we've got to say, all in all, pretty disappointing being 2 0 up and then losing 3 2. Oh, Kieran Curtis, I'm going to give you like a mudlark back in the, uh, look it up, kids, uh, back in the days of yore, uh, sifting through the London silt and shit, trying to find a clay pipe or maybe a golden coin. What can you find from that uh, Forest performance? Does it give us a little bit of a wink and maybe a little bit of a, a rub on our knee? We scored from a set piece and we're going to need to do that this season. Good shout. 
Yeah, I think uh, oh. if you if you if you look at if you look at teams that are um, that have come up and done well, dead ball situations are the opportunities that they tend to not let them slip by. Stoke built an entire generation of a team on that basis. Uh, it was good to see a big man in the box, in the perfect spot, get the right delivery, keep it on target. And even though it wasn't necessarily a bullet header, just too much for the keeper, that, guys, that's the blueprint for set pieces from here on out, okay? Keep the first man. Exactly. Exactly that. It clicked when we needed it to at that point. And uh, we're going to need a few more goals like that the rest of this season. Willy Bolly is massive. Mm. And I can see him being pretty useful for precisely this. Yeah, Lisa and uh, Holly and I were saying we have now got a very big willy, uh, which we hope to use in very <laughs> lots of different innuendos uh, about smashing things. Oh, God. Anyway, Holly, uh, the penalty, lovely penalty by Brennan as well. Nice to see him get his second goal of the season. Absolutely. Um, especially after that um, ridiculously long bar weight. Um, composure, stepped up, fantastic. Yeah, that's it. I mean... Uh, <laughs> It is a worry with the lack of strikers thing at the minute, but do you think there's a way with the Lingard, Johnson, Morgan Gibbs-White thing can come good? Or do you think Cooper's now going to go, look, it's still not, we're not getting an amount of goals. I know we've got two, but do you, do you think he's going to stir that around? Because I still think Gibbs-White is, in particular, you know, trying to play his ass off, and I think he looks very promising. I think Jesse's coming more and more into it. Still think Jen, uh, Brennan's gone missing quite a lot, um, but this is a positivity side of it. How do you think the forwards are going to get changed up? Well, I really like Morgan Gibbs-White at the weekend. I thought he just shows that spirit and that kind of desire and just something different about him. Um, I'm still not completely convinced by Jesse Lingard. Um, and the, the old uh, the old adage of Brennan, whether he's uh, a ghost or not. I mean... Ooh, it's nearly it's coming to <laughs> over. Kieran's going to come in. Well, do you know do what? You... I, I'm not even going to talk about that because I think we've done that to death, really, haven't we, with the whole Brennan situation I, I want to throw something into that mix do you remember when Lewis McGugan would go on a run of like five games where he was unplayable and then suddenly the moment you really wanted him um to just do what he's capable of he just didn't sounds like Henry Lansbury as well yeah yeah but Billy Davis in particular with Lewis McGugan used to get the man management right you knew what would happen McGugan's going to play a spell and then he's going to ride the bench until he's ready to apply himself again now the difference this time with Steve Cooper is he's not an absolute madman who no one can read he is arguably one of the finest man managers in I'm not even going to beat around the bush in the Premier League I, I think his reputation does genuinely precede him for his ability to work with particularly young players um the parts that we need to make that work are there and I think we just need to trust that man to apply uh, his his knowledge and his skill set to rectify that situation with the caveat that I do expect Brennan Johnson dropped yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point, though, because if there was something fundamentally wrong with Brennan Johnson, he wouldn't be in the lineup, would he? Cooper wouldn't be playing him. So no, no, no. He's 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 a player who we absolutely know the potential of him. Well, we, we I say that we we know what he can do. His potential could be far greater than any of us are conceiving at this point, and that's how exciting a player he could be. We're only scratching the surface. And at the minute, no, we're not loving what we're seeing, and there's elements that he needs to work on, and it's over him to over to him to do it. Um, but that's not to say he can't. But in the meantime, he can't live off 
potential and he can't live off penalties. He needs to start showing some some really hard work. That and you know, do, if you're going to play up top, mate, you got to stay up top. You can't decide you're the winger. And just if Cooper's giving you a job, do the job. Because I'd be amazed if if Cooper would turn around at the minute and say that Brennan is doing exactly what he's asked to do. No, but then I think he'd said last, I think John, uh, his dad was saying, uh, David was saying last season, apparently he just tells Brennan to just go out and play. That's what he said in the championship. But fair enough. And if that's the same case, there needs to be a little development there because his instinct is failing him a little well, bit. I, I, it's a hill I'll die on that I still think Brennan... Um, it's, it's so hard to say this without making me sound like I'm saying that he's not intelligent, but I just, you know, when um, I just think when he has, thinks too much, he's not great. Yeah. When he's, an yeah, yeah. Player, he's great. When he's got too much time on the ball, or he's looking up. I think that's where he fucks up a little bit, but anyway, that's yeah. get, get out his own head, get out his own way. We know that the finish is there. He's shown the finish this season. It's just the, the in-game stuff. Brennan, we know you're up to it, lad. Just, I'm saying it's like you listen. Yeah. <laughs> what am I stupid? I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, know I did that voice. Um, Holly, who are you going to, I think Cooper's like, I'd be surprised if he swapped to a four. He did a bit last year. Remember when we used to switch to fours and go back to threes and that at the minute, it does, that doesn't even seem to be part of the fucking conversation. It's just like, it's going to probably be a three. Um, as positive as we can with it. Um, do, you, do you, I mean, Yates, Johnson, Worrell, undoubtedly the core of what Nottingham Forest means in lots of ways. Are they undroppable with it? I mean, McKenna, I, I was the one I kept saying he'll get to the Premier League before we do. And obviously he's had his one mistake because uh, gods do sometimes do that, I guess. Uh, but who are your three centre-backs in particular that you're going to go with if everyone's fit? What have you seen so far that you think, hello, hello, I like the look of these lads? Um, I think Nia Carty is a massive loss to us with his, well, the thing in this league, you need to have a bit of something a bit more dynamic about you and you need a little bit of pace. And I think at times Joe Worrell has been found out. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, slag Joe Worrell off. I think at times against Spurs and at the weekend, you know, he showed some good stuff again, but it's all about consistency, isn't it? And I think... That's where he starts the season, as he holds. He'll know that and he'll be... Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I still think McKenna is decent, um, although he has a mistake in him, which we were shown on Saturday as well. Um, but yeah, they have to be so much more dynamic in this league. Um, and you could say, give them time to adjust, but again, we just don't have that time. Um, I think, I think the, the strange thing with McKenna is normally he was clearly blowing out his ass. He'd clearly like, despite the performance, I wasn't going to question the effort on, on a lot of these players parts. They were knackered. And I don't know what's fed into that that sense of feeling tired. Maybe it was the constant running up and down back to the halfway line at, at the Etihad. Um, but you mate, shouldn't we be? We've just come out of the championship. Doing the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday has been our bread and butter for a lot, a lot of these players as well. As time, do you not think in a way we, we should be weirdly more suited to that than Premier League sides at the start of the season because it's what we've had. Not against Erling Haaland, mate. Oh well, no, clearly yeah. that man. I think it really does boil down to the quality is just different. Those little errors that you'll get away with in the championship, you will not get away with against a good Premier League player on their day. McKenna just, he should have put the ball into touch. He tried to do something that was a bit of a gamble. And do you know what? Maybe that was ambition. Maybe that was keep it in play. Let's keep it moving. Get it straight back down there. This is how we unlock. I've I've taken this guy out of the game. If I deliver this pass, then there's a through ball. I And, and, 
I can see that line of thinking. I'm also probably completely inventing it. I'm not a professional footballer. Um, but if I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt, that's what I'd say. I think that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to keep it alive and not settle for the deflation of a draw. Let's keep going. We've not had a lot of possession in this spell. I don't want to just give them a throw in and pin us back again. But in reality, Premier League, you know you're knackered. Put it out. Just put it out. Yeah, get it out. Because the thing is, though, none, none of us think for a second he's gone, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cost us the game. That's what I'm like. Yeah. No, because he looked absolutely crestfallen. Oh, of like, course. When he was on his knees after that, he looked just bro- a broken man. You know, he, he knew what he'd done. You know, there was no arrogance about it at all. He was... Yeah, you know, I, I, I love him as well. He was rightly player of the season for me in lots of ways last year. And he's, again, but am I doing the, the thing that is the error in a way is sentimentality thing? Do I like Ryan Yates? Yes, I love him as a footballer. Did I like it when he proved everyone wrong last year? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Because a lot of people give him really unnecessary shit for me. That's what I felt. Now, is it, you know, it's almost like a, a gift, isn't it? If you have one bad game, two bad games, people say, well, here he is again. The fans ultimately pay the money to go in there and see the, the, the players and put in an effort. And that's all anyone's ever wanted before us, isn't it? We go there and put in an effort like I would if I was playing. Like Kieran said, he's not a professional footballer. Neither am I, neither are you all, whatever. But we know that if we were on that pitch, as much as our lungs and legs would allow us, we'd give it bloody everything. So that's the one thing we will never, ever not ex- be able to accept is people not giving that right? But ultimately, I think what's Forrest's downfall in a lot of the games this season has just been a lack of skill in places. It's actually just been like, you know, when you used to play football games on the computer back in the 80s and 90s, and that team was only better because they were quicker or slightly bigger. Like, I remember Stryker on the SNES. Qatar were crap compared to Germany because Germany were quicker and they didn't release the, you know, it stuck to the feet a bit more. That's what the Premier League feels like to me. It feels like people who are bigger, stronger. You need Bowler, you need um, Niakata, you need those bigger lads in at the back to handle the monsters that are up front. Mm-hmm. It feels like you've gone to a new planet in lots of ways. So, Kieran, on the basis of that, trying to remain positive with it, who do you really like the look of and who do you think is Premier League quality that we've either brought in or was already ours anyway? Uh, Lewis O'Brien, without a doubt, has been the standout player of the season. Box-to-box midfielder, gets stuck in and also likes to unpick the lock and, and be a bit of a playmaker. He, If he... He's in such a different position to someone like Toffolo. Toffolo's come in and already Lodi's come in. Lodi's another one, by the way, who is just quite evidently a yeah. level above. Like well, Pep wanted him, didn't he? Apparently, Man City were interested. Yeah, he 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 will have been scratching his head on Saturday about where where am I? Um, but but Toffolo has come in and. On paper again, I keep saying on paper. Tonight. I don't think he's done a lot wrong. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't think he. I don't think he necessarily has, other than being a bit absent, um, as uh, most of the squad was at Newcastle. But the difference is, Lewis O'Brien has come in and done so well that mm. he he he. You could already say he's the guy that shouldn't be dropped, which Hold we on. have said. Toffolo Toffolo is isn't getting past Lodi, in my opinion. And we like, see Lodi, Aaron, Aaron Davis and Chris Cohen. Is this, is this what <laughs> happens? Sorry, mate. Shade, shades off, mate. Shades off. So Lodi, um, you like Lodi O'Brien. Uh, what about Morgan Gibbs-White? Oh, he's, yeah, he's a different gravy, but he needs an outlet ahead of him. Yeah. He needs, he needs someone to be targeting and someone that either can hold the ball up for him to play off or someone that he can feed them in off the shoulder. Um, but he's, he's a different gravy. Mangala is... Oh, yeah. He's mm. just... Mangala not being in this squad is 
hurting us hurting us he's so good he's so good at breaking up the play and like i said lewis o'brien is just there as the outlet for him um which wasn't the case with koyati and yates at the weekend we can't say anything um that people don't already know about dean henderson quite clearly a step up in the goalkeeping department but he's only human guys if uh, you give opposition opportunity on a plate you can't expect him to to save absolutely everyone he'll save um, his points and he costs us yeah nico williams again like i've liked a lot of what i've seen out of him in terms of being a balanced player that can do it at the back as well as at the front but he's maybe got to have a little bit more belief i've seen him throw a few tricks i've seen him throw the step overs drop the shoulder take people on just not enough not enough like i've seen him do it and i've seen him do it on a handful of occasions I'm like right it's in your wheelhouse mate back yourself that's some positivity man so we're coming into we've got a bit of a gap and we're playing on monday away at ellen road so holly i asked you earlier on you can't really give me what is your real prediction of how you think forest will get on against the dirty leads I'd like to think. Oh, like to think that we will take all this on board. Um, this, like they're going to be listening. Look, uh, the training yeah, this, yeah, everything like that. that we yeah. said. Kieran Curtis has inspired me. <laughs> making spreadsheets. Um, you know, we'll come out fighting, and we'll be a totally different team. And we'll, draw, we'll right? take you it to them, and we'll get a draw. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, Kieran, what were you going to say about the score earlier on that you didn't want to say? Whatever. What did you say? Forest Leeds is just one of those games, isn't it? Like throw throw the form book out the window. Uh, don't think about the games that have come before it. Let's get dirty. It's just, it, it's just a little bit of an occasion. It always throws up something mad that we're not expecting. So, lads, shake off that 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 performance. Fans as well, because Ellen Road is a cauldron, whether you like them or not. Um, they'll be noisy. We'll need our away fans to be noisy. I've no doubt that they will. Um, yeah, so uh, look, on the whole, it's wipe the slate clean and know that anything can happen in, in that stadium when it's us against them. We have gone there with worse teams in the past and lit the place up. These lads have a lot more ability than those guys. If they go and they back themselves and they actually play the game plan with the determination required for the league, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll get... They'll, we're certainly we'll lose going, one nil then, yeah. Look, we're certainly game for a point out of that game. Their manager's been sent off. They've been on the uh, wrong end of a hiding themselves after maybe flattering to deceive in some earlier games. Um, I'm hoping that this is the moment that it just kind of shifts what everyone was saying before the season. Oh, Leeds could be in trouble. I'm hoping this is the first wobble for them and that the doubt is in the back of their mind. We've already had the worst that can happen. Nothing to lose, lads. Shake right. it off. Well, what we'll say is about shake it off. If we keep trying to shake off results, Man City, then this, we're going to be shaking like a shitting dog. <laughs> um, so I'd quite like us to stop fucking shaking and start playing some football. Uh, listen, what better way to end these uh, two wonderful uh, half and half uh, podcasts uh, then a little quiz I've made up on the spot whilst these two were chatting earlier on. Um, well, obviously I had the idea pre, but I just didn't have the stuff in front of me. And there's no way I know this off by heart. So I needed to do a bit of research. So um, before we do start the quiz, thank you for listening. And I say, uh, hopefully, uh, if you were looking a bit down at it, 
you feel a bit more positive or if you've been a bit more positive maybe just a little bit more <laughs> pragmatic this sounds like part of the the pod was to bring people down <laughs> anyway whatever you know different strokes for different folks we, we offer all services so what the quiz is is quite simple it's called who the fuck are you? Uh, sort of. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it in turns and I'm going to go from uh, uh, Holly's first on my screen here. So it's going to be Holly, then Kieran. And Holly, quite simply, you're going to tell me the name of a player Forest have signed this summer. There's 21 of them. I don't want you looking at anything. I don't want to see how well we get on. And uh, now, obviously, we've mentioned quite a lot of them anyway. Uh, and it should just really end with Holly winning by one if you get them oh. all along the way. So pressure. Um, I'm going to give you about five or ten seconds to name each one, maybe even less. But uh, and I've got to just check them off on my list. But off you go, Holly. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Okay, that's one there. Yep, Kieran. Brandon Aguilera. Christine Aguilera. <laughs> no, the young lad. Who's that? Aguilera. Uh, yes, I'm just trying to find his name on my list here. So uh, yeah, Aguilera, Brandon Aguilera, correct, Holly. Do we have to have the full name? Uh, I'd like it if you can try, but let's see what yeah. you pull out. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White. Okay, the MGW. Yep. Yep, Kieran. Lewis O'Brien. Lewis O'Brien. Yes, Holly. Nico Williams. Yep, bang on. Kieran. Taiwo Awani. Who? Taiwo Awani. Taiwo Awani. Yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa won't say anything more than the first name. Holly. Uh, Dean Henderson. Yep. Kieran. Loic Bade or Bade, however we're going to say it. I'm waiting to find out. I'm going to call him Bade. I'm <laughs> back again. Uh, that's one for you, older listeners. Holly. Uh, Mr. Willie Bolly. Yep. Kieran. Renan Lodi or Henan Lodi. Again, however you say it, based on him. How do you say it in the Northwest? Rafael dos Anjos. So I'm guessing Henan Lodi. Let's go with that. Super John, as he's known to his family. Holly. Uh, One for if we go back down, Josh Bowler. Uh, Yeah, great, great shout. Kieran. Oh, yeah, he just crept in, didn't he? Has someone already said Willy Bolly? Yes. By you. Oh, no, by Holly. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go on, Kieran. Okay, uh, you said Bolly. Uh, who 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 else? There's been so 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 many. I really shouldn't have any excuse for struggling. Have we had Harry Toffolo? No, we have not. Harry Toffolo, as he's known to his friends, Holly. Apologies, but I completely forgotten his first name. But Froiler. Uh, we had him. First name is Remo. Yeah, Remo. Remo yeah, correct. Uh, Kieran. Stephen Mangala. The Mangala man. Yes. Uh, Holly, coming straight back at you. Kieran's not letting uh, Coyote? Um, yeah, Coyote? I, I can never really remember how to do his two names, so I'm going to look back here. It's Cheka Coyote. Yeah, correct. Kieran? Jaylings. I was wondering when Lingard was coming. There he is. Correct. Um, did you do the hands as well? I wasn't looking. Oh, you did. Oh, my God. Uh, Holly? Um, near Carte? Musa Niakate. Holly with all the really complicated names. Kieran? <laughs> How many have we had so far? We've but had uh, 16, 17. Oh, oh, oh. Right, we're getting to the business end of this one. I know where this is going to die. <laughs> um, uh, who else? I'm starting to flap. I won't this is going to be a slight clue. That sounds like a hairline fracture crack. Oh, Omar Richards. 
There you go. I'll allow you that one. Holly, I will give you a clue if needed. <laughs> go on, Holly. Um, your clue, Holly, is the guy... Oh, Wayne no. Hennessy. Yeah, that's what I was going to give you. You, you. just lost your clue, so I was going to say the guy who's Welsh. Uh, Kieran? <laughs> yeah, half the squad's Welsh now, isn't it? According to what I've got here, there's two left. Wow, we've done well. This is 19 you've done so far. Let me just see where the two are. Okay, that's definitely one of them. You've not said that one. And the other one I think I just saw. Yeah, okay. I've got the two of them. So, Kieran, two left. And if you can get one of them in particular, I don't think anyone's getting the last one. (laughs) Really? Is there another youngster? Uh, So, yeah. What are you going to go for, mate? This person... One of the, one of them was the third that we signed on July the third, and the other one was the seventeenth. Signed on signed on August the twenty sixth. Little French to me, that mate. One of them is still in our squad, and the other one is on loan. Oh, uh, Quang. Oh no, he's not on loan. We Joe. Yes, yes, was the one I didn't think you'd get, Huang Guizhou, who I didn't even know we'd actually bloody signed. Uh, so this is it, Holly. For the win, I'm going to give you ten seconds to name the last one. Ten, nine. Have we had Taiwo, won't you? Yes, we have. Seven, six, e- five, four, three, two, one. Kieran? Nah, I ain't got it. So I'll just read out the following, and it's going to be a draw now. They were signed from Troyes for £5 million. Oh, Julian. Julian Bianconi. Yeah. The final one. Well, I think that says a lot about how much we've seen him, eh? Say he looked really good pre-season. <laughs> he came on against Spurs, was it? Man City? He came on against Man City. So yeah, there's all our signings. Uh, listen, it's been a bit of a bizarre pod. Um, so if you're deciding when you came into it, you're either going to think we've gone really negative or really crazy positive. But it's how fans are, and we thought we'd split that up. Uh, our best wishes to Lisa. I hope she gets well soon. And I hope Dan gets through some business as well because we haven't seen him for absolutely ages as well because he's been really busy. But um, yeah, uh, you Reds, and we will see you after Leeds, no doubt. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Kieran, anything to add? You look like you were going to throw something in there. No, you Reds. Let's Darren, do it. Yeah, Holly, you Reds. You Reds. Yes. You Reds. Hey.